So I came across an interesting statistic this week. Did you realise that last year more people were named Lucifer, as in when they were born, than Nigel? <laughs> Lucifer is seen as a more attractive name than Nigel, which I think is harsh for anyone called Nigel who's listening. It is. Maybe they should change their names. <laughs> Very to, to Beelzebub or something, <laughs> yeah. as an improvement. Yeah. Also, there are only three carols born last year, so I think we're heading towards a national carol shortage. Oh, Lord. I know, as if we don't have enough problems at the moment. <laughs> Our carols are running out. <laughs> Terrible news for Christmas. Isn't and it? On that, on that dad joke. Thank you. Welcome everybody to episode. Oh. Uh, you've got the wrong number. Oh, no, yes, whatever. Listen, what happens, listener? This <laughs> yeah. is we put together a running order. We okay, do. so there's a running order which talks about what we're going to do roughly. We don't sort of script it in any way, but it's just some bullet points and where we're going. And what I noticed about the running order this time <laughs> is that a significant amount of points I thought I might make <laughs> had been cut. And, and you claim your chair? No, it had wasn't cut them. It wasn't me. It was my chair. So, so it just so <laughs> happens that the the rests for the chair, when I twirl thus, yeah, hit the keyboard, and sometimes with unintentional effects. On <laughs> this occasion, it does seem to have cut out. A lot of your dross, which I apologise for. But fortunately, (laughs) we're able to go back and recover it. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm being edited by your furniture now. (laughs) I know. Even my furniture is offended by what you say. (laughs) That's how bad it is now. (laughs) Anyway, welcome everybody to episode 174, as it should be on this running Yes, all right. Of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. My name, Nick Page. His name, Joe Davis. Hey! What? Actually, let's get straight in on the news of uh, how our listeners in Japan. Oh, yes! Do! I want to jump to that. I want to go that straight away. Because go on, then. Because it is exciting. Last, last week, we revealed we were the 12th most uh, popular Christian podcast in Japan. I know. And... Uh, and we had a review on the on the um, Apple iTunes, I believe, on uh, on the Apple Podcasts app or whatever. Yeah. And it says this: it says the twelfth most listened to podcast in Japan according to episode one hundred and seventy three. Well, from one of your loyal listeners in Japan, all I can say is you should be number eleven. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, this is a great podcast. Two guys discussing the important stuff and some faith stuff too. Thanks so much for a brilliant podcast from Japan. And that's from Marcus. Thank you very much, Marcus. Wow, thank you, Marcus. That's awesome. (laughs) It it was so nice that I didn't even embarrassedly edit out the compliments. So uh, that was good. Yes, thank you. And, you know, we can only dream of being... Japan's 11th most popular Christian podcast. You know, that's a life goal. You've got to have a dream. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, if you uh, if if you like the podcast, do go and leave a review because it does make a it does make some kind of difference well, to the algorithm. So I don't understand a how, positive but it review. Does. Can well, we, a positive, can we say? yeah, yes. Well, if, I said if you liked it, oh yeah, you, you did. Don't no, like okay. It, um, if you don't like it, you can just bless off. Frankly, you know, um, I don't care. 
Anyway, uh, thank you, Marcus. That was very nice. And that's the Japan podcast update yes. done. Uh, yes, go. Good. Thank you. And also, may I just say um, thank you to any carols who are listening. Um, you're a fading mm. species and we appreciate it very much indeed. Uh, so, uh, how are you, dear boy? You were struggling with the cold last time, I think. And... Yes, do you know, I'm still not 100%. Mm. Uh, it's uh, It's been quite... Yeah, it's been quite sort of draining, really. Mm. But but a lot better than I was. And, mm. uh, yeah, yeah get, getting in the right direction. I, I've got a new camera. Ooh. i got a new camera. I got into a bit into photography recently. Oh, It's nice. mainly all the old churches that we've been going in. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> yes. So I've got a new camera, and it's one of those points where you step up. You know, you think, right, I'm ready to go up a level in terms okay. of this technology. And then right. you get the camera... And you realise you have no clue how it works <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. I know. I hate those. You need a degree to operate it. <laughs> and it has dials on it and stuff. <laughs> and uh, it's hopeless. But anyway, I, I, I shall persevere. I shall learn a new skill. Brilliant. Possibly. Well, that is quite exciting. Yeah. Mm. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm quite tired. And I feel, oh, yeah. I feel, like, I, I feel like I'm moving towards hibernation. I feel hibernation should be an option. Yes. Wouldn't that be lovely? Just come out when winter's over and all the bad news is done and, you know, all that, and you just wake up and it'd be spring. Why don't we hibernate as a species? I don't know. Perhaps we could start. Well, I am giving it a go. (laughs) It gets to to about 7.30 at night. I think, right, bedtime, I'm off. (laughs) It's ridiculous. So... uh, yeah, so but a bit tired, yeah. a bit washed out, but you know, other than that, I'm I'm all right. Thank you very much. Yeah. How about you? How are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, um, similar, really. I guess I had one of those random nights last night where I didn't sleep. It's just strange. Nor did Rachel. Interestingly enough, we must have eaten something, or I don't know. It's very odd, very odd. And also, I think I think like you, I, I just am noticing. You know, a lot of people do seem to be feeling pretty weary given that it's just mm. the start of the week i mean it isn't really winter yet and it's a it's slightly unpromising that people are feeling a bit a bit weary and a bit you know low i think would be described the mood of many people i know at the moment so yeah yeah it's all uh it's there's, there's a bit think of... it's do you think it's worry and anxiety I think it's our old friend that we talk about so much. Just the background noise is so depressing all the time, yeah. really. You know, it's if yeah. it's not COVID, it's the fact the planet's absolutely... <laughs> so, um, you know... <laughs> is that a technical term? <laughs> that was a technical term. Yeah, okay. sorry about that. Okay. So, uh, however, however, I am um, I am slightly fresh from a little retreat that I took this weekend. I took myself off and went Suffolk, surprise, surprise. And did some bird watching and just walked and journaled and that was very um very lovely and um and i'm looking forward to a weekend that's coming up a big church weekend and may i say how much i enjoyed the zoom earlier in the week with you where we were preparing it and coming up with some titles that did continue to make me snigger may i say (laughs) good yes i can i say on this i think that uh i know that this is only for a small group of people and so you know for a Mm. huge amount of our podcast this is completely irrelevant and might be quite annoying um but what we're hoping to do is if if it goes well and if people enjoy it we're hoping um maybe to take the weekend a bit further afield and around the country if possible Uh, so you know i was hoping you would say the caribbean can't we do can't we do one in the caribbean or or japan if marcus pulls yes exactly come on marcus (laughs) um 
So if you're interested, you know, in, in hosting it, do get in touch. And we're, 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 I, that's not a definite yet. I don't want to sort of commit to that, yeah. but it's, it's a possibility. And we'd, we'd certainly like to take it uh, to different places, really. Sure. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, that would indeed be fun. Uh, oh, something funny happened on Facebook this week. A funny thing happened on Facebook. Uh, so someone wrote a comment and I replied back and they said, and I quote, they felt like they had heard back from a celebrity. What, you? Yeah, exactly. Referring to me. I mean, I don't know what is, you know, infinitely beyond Z list, but that's where we. But the fact that people could think of us in any way as celebrities, I just found hysterically funny. However, I have mm. noticed there's a bit of a trend. I saw that uh, Chris Tomlin and Hillsong are doing oh, a, yeah. a worship tour. And yeah. if you pay a bit of extra cash, you can get a VIP experience where you get to meet the band first and, you know, you can even take your photo with them. Now, listen, no judgment here. They're, they're probably, you know, I'm sure it's tongue in cheek and maybe they're going to give all that money to the poor. So let's not judge them or anything. But do you not find that kind of weird? That that's like a, a thing, a Christian worship band doing a thing with VIP. Exp I don't know. Maybe it's I, perfectly I find good. it <laughs> depressingly likely, you know, <laughs> That it's not tongue in cheek, and is the natural sort of arc of the way that we've treated worship music for the mm. past ten, fifteen, twenty years. Mm. In other words, albums, musicians, concerts, dry ice—you know the whole thing. <laughs> so once you start turning worship into a kind of product like that, yeah, and and the the most famous people become the worship leaders or the the songwriters or the bands. Yeah. Then of course it's going to happen. I would pay for the VIP ticket if it meant I could punch them. I suppose. <laughs> that would be quite good. If they just stood, if you, it, if, if, you've if, taken a harsher line than I imagined. <laughs> if there was a VIP slapping ticket, if you could pay, <laughs> and you didn't have to attend the concert at all, but you could meet them beforehand and just slap them. So maybe I, I might pay. For maybe that. that's something for the weekend. We could say to people, look, if you're <laughs> prepared to pay a higher price for the weekend, you can come and slap us. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. fear, I fear that might be quite popular. It would be very so. Popular. Please let's I... let's not do that. <laughs> but, but no, it, it, I no seriously. I just think it's. Profoundly depressing. I don't think it's tongue in cheek. Oh, and I, I know you're trying to be all nice I'm, and Christian and non-judgmental, but I'm not going to go down that route. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> appalling. I think it's appalling. I think it's the commodic commodification. I can't even say it. I'm saying so it. You're so angry. You can't say commodification. The co thank you. That's the all right. Commodification of worship. Ah, it's absolutely dreadful, and it should be. I don't know. If if ever there was a smiting moment, I feel <laughs> right, well, sh should be it. Thank you. Well, on, on that very positive note. Have I gone a bit <laughs> ethel there? You, you did go slightly ethelish. <laughs> Just being honest about it. It's probably not a good reaction, everybody. And I might have to rethink it next week. But, you know, genuinely. Uh, yes. no, smite. Smite is good. Thank you. <laughs> OK, good. Let's move on. And if there's just a space has appeared uh, in the podcast at this moment, that's because we've just had to edit out a very enjoyable Nick Rant. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> I'm not going to edit that out. Oh, good. <laughs> Shall we? 
Feedback? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, let's, let's move on. Okay. So um, Matthew says this. He said, at my church, when we eat together, we have one of the kids stand on a chair and loudly declare rubber dub dub and everyone else replies, thanks for the grub. This is in response to the grace conversation. The grace, yes. Week. Yes. Well, you know, that's a very good family acceptable grace. When thank our you. children were young, we used to sing, uh, thank you, Lord, for giving us food to the tune of Superman. That's quite good fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I could do, do that you want, again. Do you want to sing that? Only if I can sell VIP tickets and people <laughs> yeah. can come beforehand for a photo opportunity with me. <laughs> I seem to remember rolling dice before Grace at your house once. You had Grace dice. Yeah, that's right. We had a Grace dice. We still got it. And the oh. funny thing is, it's, so you'd roll the dice and then whatever was on this, it, the different sort of graces were written on the dice. It was a big, big cube of, um, of uh, wood. So mm. had had actually the words on the side. So you'd roll it and then you'd read what was on the side. And it was great. Although one of them, I, <laughs> I recall, was, uh, uh, this, is, this was the grace on one side, as I recall it. It was, oh, Lord, your holy name has been invoked. Do not abandon us, we pray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was... That would have been before the fish course, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> a slightly depressing kind of start to the meal. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, David also noted something from that episode. He says, Hi, Joe and Nick. I recently read God's Dangerous Book by Nick Page. Superb book. Uh, mm. At the back uh, is a section describing different translations, e.g. RSV, NIV, NKJV, etc. Mm. He said the version that doesn't get a mention is the version that you mentioned last week that most of us use. That's the DEV, which stands for Drastically Edited Version. <laughs> Thank you both for your words of hope, David. <laughs> it's true enough. True enough. Yeah, we yeah. All I think I talk it. about that version a bit more in the Badly Behaved Bible, really. Yes, you do, I think. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. And Christine uh, says, Dear Nick and Joe, my friend and I have very different hairstyles. Hers is short and often asymmetric with a blue streak. Mine is long, blonde, brown and shaped into a bob. She explained that she has occasionally felt ostracised from some church families because she doesn't have a, in quotes, Christian hair. <laughs> she, doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't have Christian hair. Oh, it's hard to get through this. Have you or any of your listeners come across the apparently very well-known and ecclesiastically established concept of Christian hair? Well, I mean, <laughs> monks, for one, They're have very Christian hair. They do they? have Christian hair. They do. <laughs> and in fact, actually, one of the early conflicts of the British church was at the Synod of Whitby. Uh, in the late 7th century when uh, one of the big arguments between the Celtic church and the the um, sort of Roman church was over the style of tonsure, over how you cut your mm. hair. So I exactly. suppose it is a concept of, uh, uh, you know, I don't think it's one that's challenging us. Definitely you're not challenging me. I mean, you've got slightly more to be challenged about. <laughs> Unless we're, talking about, hair. Yeah, actually, unless we're talking about nasal or ear hair, in which case I'm happy to join the party. <laughs> You're happy, the rest of us not. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? Fancy feeling judged for your hairstyle. I know. Wow. Well, yeah. Didn't Paul do that? I mean, weren't women told to cover their hair? 
Well, I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yes, yeah, it's, it's cultural, isn't it? Let's not rake over those old coals. Richard says, Hi, Joe and Nick. As an original listener, I have really valued all of your discussions, especially recently on the nature of God. In the past, you did respond to my question, how do you know that God is good? He says, this week I was given a question by my granddaughter, Poppy, who has just started at A-levels in chemistry, biology and philosophy. Poppy is sceptical about Christian faith and took great pleasure in asking Grandad, how can divine command theory stand up to youth youth prose dilemma? I think I've said that right. Youth repro? Is that right? Oh, not this old question. Yes, exactly. This old one. He says, after finding out what youth repro... is new to me says i tried to answer along the lines that it's a false dilemma that there is a third option i.e god is the standard of goodness and without god there is no right or wrong only everyone's opinion your help would be greatly appreciated poppy is looking forward to hearing what you have to say as i've told her that i would be writing to you oh dear why would you do that richard <laughs> um well, i had to I'd look like it to up say to... i don't know well let's come on to it in a minute yeah. well, i'd like to say to poppy uh don't sash your grandfather. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'd say. Show some respect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great perspective. Thank you. So you've actually looked this up, haven't you? Because I, I haven't got a clue. You might as well have been speaking, you know, Mandarin Chinese. I, I can't you. remember these things. And even when I did find out what they were, I, I had no recall of having studied this at any point right. in my life. So I suspect it comes from a philosophical rather than a theological perspective. Something to do with Plato, no doubt. Well, it is, isn't it? Euthyphro is a character in Plato, in in Plato's Mm. writing. And the question is, broadly, as I understand it from what you sent Mm. through, is something good or pious because it's pious in and of itself? Yeah. Or is it good or pious because it's loved or recommended by the gods? That's the question. Sure. And so... The link to that in divine command theory, which is, is something mm. good in and of itself or is it only good because God, God commands it? it. And, yeah. and in that sense, you know, even if you can't debate or discuss whether an action's right or wrong, if God says you don't do it, yeah, you exactly. don't do it. And the church loves to, loves to play that card, doesn't it, from time to time? You know, God said it, we do it. We don't argue with it. We don't think about it. We don't. I have noticed. Yes, and so I think that's where I would... I, I'm not sure there's a conflict because I think they, they seem two versions to me of the same thing, really, or the same question, anyway. So is something good because God says it's good? Mm. Or is it something good in and of, it, in and of itself and that's why God mm. sort of wills it for us? Mm. Um, but I do think the misuse of it is exactly what you said. In other words, you know, mm. if, it's, if we can find it in the Bible and... Mm say that god said it then we can insist on that for everybody exactly uh, must be good even though it, to us it looks a bit wrong mm. and it takes us back to our arguments there is truth always truth in every context um not wanting to get all controversial about it but you know for example the classic one that rages so strongly in Amer- america is you know is abortion wrong there's just a, yeah. a yes no answer that's all there is there's no gray there's no shades and what a lovely black and white world it must be where you do believe everything is just either right or wrong and there's no yeah. grey in between. But I think, you know, part of this and part of the, our podcast and everything is welcoming the grey world that we live in and the and, and the grey world of faith generally. 
Um, <laughs> the grey world of faith. Well, what, what an attractive <laughs> proposition yeah. that is. Yeah, I mean, that's not a good visual concept, <laughs> but it is true. <laughs> yeah. I can't hear that. <laughs> so I think my response to the question, and hello, Poppy, if you are listening, and Richard, uh, is I think it's the kind of question that philosophers love, but actually I'm not sure really I can get very excited about okay. i think but i think the the solution to it comes down to into how do you view god what's your view mm. of god if you think god is good if you think god is love then what he wills for you must be good not only because it says yeah, he says it but because it is yeah, yeah good in and of sense. itself yeah of course it's a yeah. double whammy yeah um so we're back to our narratives of god again yeah so and who god is if god's an outside you know, being up there, judgy and with a set of rules and set of commandments, that get, takes you one way. But if you happen to believe God's the loving divine presence behind the whole thing, you might end up in a different place. And, and the other thing is, you know, how do you define how God says this stuff anyway? So you can't just say, well, God said it and therefore it must be, you know, because how is that mediated? It comes to us normally through scripture or through yeah. preaching or through words or whatever. So that's another thing that you've got to use your own common sense, your own ethics, your own yeah. uh, um, ideas of what's right and wrong, which I also believe are God-given anyway, um, to, to, to sort of work that out. Um, I suppose it comes down to me, I, I would think that if God is worth following, then what he wills for us must be worth doing. Okay. That's what I would say. I'm going to agree just because I want to move on now. Yes, no, fair Yes, enough. thank you. Fair and I, may I recommend, listeners, that you just rewind a little bit now and go back and listen to Nick's rant again. <laughs> it, <laughs> I cheer you up. And may I say many thanks to Chris Tomlin and uh, indeed to Hillsong, um, because without that we wouldn't have enjoyed, <laughs> wouldn't have enjoyed listening to you quite so much. Are you just deliberately looking for the good in all this? You know, <laughs> no, no. For the positive. No, I'm not. I'm just pointing out how much I enjoyed your response. <laughs> I think I think many others will not have responded quite as kindly as you did. <laughs> okay. oh, it's good. Hey, listen, it's good in this long term relationship that you can still make me laugh. That's, I think this is good. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a sign well, of health. Well, let's stay together yeah. for the sake yeah. of the children, then, shall let's, we? Let's let's do that. <laughs> okay. So, and here we go. Now, this is interesting. Hey, mm. Andrew says this. He says, "Hi, Joe. Hope you and Nick are doing well. Thanks. We're we're Thanks, all right, Andrew. but you know, yeah. with reservations." He says, "I was listening to the Freakonomics radio podcast, and they talked about a concept that I thought you might find interesting: pluralistic ignorance." Now he knew we wouldn't know what that was, so he you know sent us the uh, wikipedia link and basically that's when everybody goes along with something just because they think everyone else believes in it but actually hardly anyone does right so, so pl I, when he said pluralistic ignorance i thought it was just a, a way of referring to the two of us <laughs> yes exactly well i suppose it is in many respects <laughs> okay so it's basically people following the herd is that right Are people I, I, I going along so. with things they don't they don't necessarily agree with but they think everybody else agrees with yeah so there's this kind of reign of silence um, right okay but people don't actually believe in it and um, right yeah so yeah so he sent some stuff from um from wikipedia and basically people who have this can feel on the outside can feel like they know a lot less than other people and it can leave them feeling bad about themselves or alienated from the group or the institution of which they're a part of 
And in addition, you know, pluralistic ignorance can lead to groups to persist in policies and practices that in effect have lost, you know, widespread support in the group. Ah, yeah, so that's okay. that's that's where we're at. Yeah. Mm. And so it's kind of like a version of the emperor's new clothes. Kind I of think thing. so. Yeah, exactly. So there you have the king being fooled. You have, you know, everybody going along, everyone having to go along with it. But it takes someone, well, a child, doesn't it, to come and mm. go, do you know what? Mm, I don't think so. The king's naked. And, everyone, so and then it, everyone feels strong enough to go, yeah, the king actually is yeah. naked. <laughs> well, I think that's a that's an interesting story to think about. And I think the the, the sort of relevance of it to mid-faith is... Um, it's not so much the emperor's new clothes as the emperor's old clothes. I was thinking, you know, it's like it's yeah. like actually a lot of it new in mid faith is that you're you're going along with things that people have apparently always believed because mm. that's what you're told, mm. and and you don't really think that anymore, but you think you're the only one who doesn't think that anymore. And yeah. So you sort of fall into this, you know, you join in with the pluralistic ignorance or whatever or yeah the group think yeah um, and so and then you have to keep quiet about the deep questions that you have yeah yeah and i think that's a very big problem really yeah um and it it's very uncomfortable for people because it leads them to sit in a place where they they're professing things that they they no longer quite believe yes exa exactly right we've all been there surely <laughs> I was there the other day, actually. Yeah, no, I was there yeah, the other yeah. day. I think it always happens. So, I, I, without wanting to go back into worship songs, but I was in a meeting the other day and we were singing a song, and there were certain lines in there, and I thought, I can't sing this. It's just you know, lie, lying to God in song. <laughs> well, it wasn't so much that; it was just I oh, couldn't. It wasn't I, one I of didn't, those. Okay, I didn't believe the doctrine anymore. Oh, okay, yeah. So, I couldn't really go along with it. But that would be very odd, wouldn't it? It was very difficult mm. in the middle of a song if you're, if you're, if if, if half the congregation stops singing two lines of it or something. Yeah, uh, it would be quite difficult. But perhaps it would be more honest. I don't know really. <laughs> um, it's it's that kind of thing though, isn't it? I think that's happening. Yeah. It, 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 that you, you you feel like you're trapped. You feel yes. there is something wrong. You yeah. feel this can't be right, and yet you there's no way out of joining in with with everyone mm. else yeah exactly and then what happens is you bandy up with someone else and you find out that they believe there's something and you become this covert little group within the yes. group yes yes you know the subversive little group that actually doesn't believe everything and you think you're only a small group but actually probably by far the majority <laughs> now think the way you do they just haven't found each other yet <laughs> Well, I think that's the route out, isn't it? That's both yeah. the danger and and the opportunity there. So the the way out of it is to have a space where people can voice their questions about something. I think so. Yeah, exactly. Long have we appealed for this. Yes. And the difficulty, and I think it's interesting what you just said, is where that group is not present, what's a positive way of reacting? Mm. You know, it, it, it would be possible... For, for you to gather in little sort of covert groups and yeah. and mutter about yes. about things and i think that could go wrong i think there could there's a danger there it seems to me um yeah i know sometimes people feel that's their only option yeah, um, because they true. don't want they don't want to be thrown out the church i know what that feels like 
do you? The same, but eventually the cognitive dissonance gets too great. It's too yes. much. You yeah. know? And I think also it comes with age. You become more happy with yourself and to believe what you believe and to say, do you know, enough's enough. Yes. I just don't see how how this is the gospel or how this can be right or I don't want to follow a God who's like that or whatever. And Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think it's um, it, it's that's it. Just shows how important it is to have spaces where people can discuss things. Otherwise, we all we are all sort of meandering mm. around church wearing the emperor's old clothes, and we don't yeah we don't really uh, subscribe to those uh, that, that fashion anymore, as it were. Mm. Um, we we want to be naked in church. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> and that's definitely not what I'm saying. And I, that's what you want to hear, Joe. We've talked about this a lot. Okay, sorry. Uh, but I, I was thinking a lot about this this week because there was something you said last week um, that got me thinking about salvation as an attitude. Mm. Um, and I thought, gosh, what if that's really the case? Mm. So, you know, the classic view of salvation, without wanting to revisit mm. the kind of what is salvation yeah. thing a lot, but yeah, sure. it is something I've been thinking about a lot. You know, what if we're actually really wrong about the nature of salvation? What what if we're absolutely wrong? About, what if what if it's only partially about what happens to you after you die? Oh yeah. If at all. Well, well, <laughs> if at all, yeah. Yeah. What if it's actually about a change of attitude? Yeah. So it's not even necessarily about you know what you do. It's about the way you think about things. Mm. Um, is salvation really just a different perspective? Yeah. On life. Yeah, I think it is. Doesn't that chime into the idea of repentance being taking on a whole new worldview of a, ch- a whole yeah. change? Of- yeah, yeah, exactly. Metanoia, isn't it, or something yeah. like that? Yeah, because um, you know, when in the classic sort of tale of Zacchaeus, yeah, and again, this is perhaps this is a, a an example of pluralistic ignorance because you think of Zacchaeus yeah. as being a little sinner. Mm. Uh, shimming up a, a tree a, a little <laughs> sinner who had yeah. cheated people out of tax but the story never says that he's cheated anybody does it not? It, no it, it, what happens is he goes up a tree because he's viewed as impure mm. and he, he can't see that's the, yeah. that's the comedy of the story that he climbs yeah. the tree because he can't see but he's a tax collector so he's, he's uh, viewed as impure and yeah. unclean yeah. Um, mm. and Jesus says Come down, I'm, I, I, I'm, you know, going to have a meal with you. Mm. And Zacchaeus says, "If I have defrauded anyone, yeah, I will pay them back." Like, is it Four six times? times I yeah, several times, quite a lot of times, yeah. multiple times. times, a number of times to be decided. Yes, uh, exactly. By a tribunal. <laughs> so he doesn't actually say, "Look, I've cheated loads of people." He says, "If if I've done this, yeah. Yeah. I'll repay them." Yeah. Over and over again. Mm. And then Jesus says, brilliant, salvation has come to this house today. Mm. And what what yeah. has come to that house? Yeah, and it's what, what isn't said in that as well. Yeah. Yeah, so was he saying, don't worry, now when you die, Zacchaeus, <laughs> you will go to heaven. Yeah. Which Carry clearly on, isn't as you so. were. Yeah, yeah, as you were. <laughs> it's clearly not saying that, is it? And and clearly that isn't the nature of salvation. Salvation is the change of attitude in Zacchaeus's heart. I think there's two things it's possible. There's the change of attitude. So he's saying, right, if yeah. if I've done this, then that. Yeah. And there's the presence of Jesus. Mm. 
you know, the two things we know have happened in the story is that Jesus has eaten mm. with somebody impure and therefore brought them into the community. And the guy has changed his mind on something or has taken a new yeah. perspective yeah. on something. I like that. I like yes. that. And and I like this this because to me this this indicates that salvation isn't a one off event. You know, that wasn't it for for Zacchaeus. You know, what about the following day? What happened mm. to him then? What happened to that? And also what about me? You know, like I mean I used to give a testimony that says I became a Christian when I was fourteen years old and all the rest of it. But but I, I'm sort of of the opinion that is, you know, that was the start of a very important journey for me. But Actually, it's not really important what happened when when I was 14 years old. It's really important what happened today yeah. and what happened when I woke up. And, and how was I? And, you know, was I living with that renewed perspective of the world, with that with the idea that the kingdom of God is present? And I can now live in harmony with that with that kingdom perspective. I've got a lot of power. I can use it for good today, which is back mm. to that thing that we were discussing the other week. Um or, or is it just, no, the only important thing is I said a prayer all those years ago. And phew, yeah. Now yeah. kind of, you know, try and stay out of trouble. Uh, go to church, say the Lord's Prayer. And, uh, you know, let's let's see you when you die. <laughs> you're in the elect and you have the Christian hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Most importantly, certainly not blue hair. Sorry no, to say. No, no. <laughs> it's a tragedy. Um <laughs> Anyway, so that's what I was thinking. So it's nothing very profound. This, way. I think I've been my brain has been wiped out by Euthyphro's dilemma and all that kind of. Yes, stuff. exactly. And I suppose that one of the ways out of pluralistic ignorance is is to learn how to see things differently and to to learn a different perspective. Yeah. And and to I suppose read the text that's actually there at a very basic thing. Yeah, yeah. But for also sure. to have that courage to talk to others. And to and to think that, that a lot of the things we're taught about salvation or or, yeah. or all the all the kind of dogma might actually be much bigger than people say. You know, I yeah. I think we only ever really are given quite a narrow perspective on it, um, but I think it's much bigger uh, and all encompassing. Yeah, no good stuff. Thank you. I mean, and and I think just to come back to you know basics. You know, if you're confused by all these things and or confused by the Bible or confused about God and who God is, and if you don't know how to what you think or how to behave, look, here's a tip. Be kind and patient with yourself. Be kind and patient with other people. There's some there's something really practical you could do. Because even if you don't understand what the kingdom is, that's the essence of the kingdom. Um, you know, we can we can finesse it as we go along uh, together, but we can start living into the life that, you know we believe Jesus was um, demonstrating. Do you think? Well, Was I that a bit I, preachy? I didn't mean it to be preachy. I was, I was just trying to encourage people here. <laughs> no, it wasn't preachy because it only had one point. Um, <laughs> Good point. And I didn't even know what letter that began with. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I mean, it's been a bit, a bit of a mixed bag this week, hasn't it? Hasn't it? A bit of, bit of philosophy, a bit of theology, hairstyles. It's been a whole thing going and on. And a rant. That was my personal highlight, by the way. And a bit of a bit of verbal smiting. <laughs> and you can't beat it. You can't, can you? It's it's what makes the grey world of faith so enjoyable. I it think does. we should wrap up. I think we should. Also, shall I say, if you're worried about the quality of the podcast, next week we got an interview. Excellent. <laughs>
This is someone who seems to know what they're talking about. Oh, good. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, there'll be a bit less pluralistic ignorance next week than in that yes, case. Yes, exactly. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Thank you yeah. to everybody who supports us. Thank you to those who write in. Uh, yes, big thanks. Yeah. If you like the podcast, do recommend it. Um, we will be back with you next week. We will. 